This is Zayn Yaakov. And we are on page Kuftzadik Ches. We are in entry Lamed Gimel. And we are continuing the story of Pesach. So we're down here. Vayemer el Amei. Vayemer el Amei. You see Vayemer el Amei? Top paragraph, Lamed Gimel. Three lines from the bottom. Vayemer el Amei. Pare said to his nation. This is Pare's idea. Hine am bnei Yisrael. This Jewish people, Rav Atzmamenu. They are strong. They are more powerful than us. He was worried. He was worried about us. This is what they call, uh, this is what they call punching up racism. Have you heard of this term before? They had to invent one just for us. Because the way all normal racism works is that you say these people are dirty, these people are disgusting, these people are poor, these people are unaccomplished, so I hate them. Randomly, that's not what they say about Jews. What's Jewish racism? They run the world, they run the media, they control everything, they're more strong than us. There was, they had to invent a word for us. They call it punching up racism because they didn't have a word for it. They're like, there's all racism and then there's anti-Semitism, which Why is just different. They said that we were subhuman, but they also said we were secretly running the world. Their main claim was that they had to wipe us out because we were controlling everything. Antisemitism has always, from the time of Pare, come from not a fear that we're inferior, but a fear that we're superior, which is just a weird kind of racism. That's what we have. So Pare himself says this. The first antisemite says, I'm worried about the Jews. I have to enslave them. Why? Because they're very strong. Tana. Who his The Tana says he was the first one who had this big idea. His nation didn't come to him and say, Pare, we're demanding that you enslave the Jewish people. He said, I think we have to do it. So since it was his big idea, therefore he was smacked down first. As it says in the Pasuk, It says that the frogs are going to come up, but they're going to come up in a certain order. The frogs are going to attack. They're going to attack you, and then they'll attack your nation, and then they'll attack all of your servants. Why Pare first? Because he was the first one with the big idea. A bunch of Akhrenim ask a question, sort of a technical question. I'm not sure why I'm bringing it in the share. Maybe just I was in a technical mood today. But there's a technical question. The Pasuk before this Pasuk in Chumash, before this Pasuk saying also says Paro will get hit first. It says There's going to be a lot of frogs in the river and they're going to come into your house. And then they're going to go into the rooms of where you dwell. And they're going to be on your bed. Frogs here, frogs there. Frogs, come on, you don't... Exactly. So the question in all the Akhrenim is, how come they're quoting this Pasuk and not the Pasuk before it, which says the exact same thing the Marsha says, that the first Pasuk might just have been saying things in order of Hashivos, who's the most important, right? When you're talking to Pari, you say, listen, first it's going to be you, then your servants. It doesn't mean that's the order things are going to happen. And when the Pasuk then goes back and does it again, we show that it means business. Pari is literally going to get smacked down first. That's the Marsha's answer. Ian Yaakov says that the first Pasuk means that there'll be frogs everywhere, but that's not really the Unish. That wasn't the punishment. The plague of frogs was, the punishment of the plague of frogs was not that there would be a lot of frogs. It's not much of a punishment. The punishment, the Unish, as it's described in the Medrash, is these frogs would jump down people's throats, they'd end up in people's bellies. It was, it was a terrifying plague of frogs. It was not just that there were frogs everywhere. Right, the noise, the noise was just driving people crazy. So says the Ian Yaakov that the real Unish is going to be Bechal. So, the first Pasuk says that there will be frogs everywhere. Who cares who comes first? Who cares what, oh, Pira's going to be Macbeth that the frog showed up in his house before his slave's house? Doesn't care. However, in this Pasuk it says, it's going to be croaking inside you first, and then it's going to croak inside your servants, and then it's going to croak inside uh, everybody else, representing that the punishment was going to hit Pira first. That's the Yaakov's answer. <clears throat> so he says, uh, this is part of continuing. He says, let's get smart. Let's come up with an idea on how to defeat the Jewish people and stop them from hurting us. He says, Pare says, let's be smart about loy, him. Should have said, lahem. Should have said, let's be smart about them. Let's come up with a plan to destroy them, not to destroy him. Who is him? You can probably guess. Let's come up with a plan to conquer, to destroy, to, over, to overrule God, the Savior of the Jewish 
Jewish people, him. He's trying to make a plan not against us. We're easy to enslave. We're subjects. How do we get God to allow it? Tout smartum, yeah. How, how is he going to get around God? Getting around us isn't difficult. Getting around God. What should, we, what should we get the Jews with? If we get the Jews with fire, oh, he's the God of fire. Don't want to mess with fire. Okay, he does things, they knew that. So if we kill the Jews with fire, God's get, God, the God of fire is going to get us. So it says that God judges people with that fire. Don't use fire. Let's try a sword. Nope, God's got a sword too. Ella, how about water? God stuck. God already made a rule that he was never going to flood the world again. So while he is the God of water and he can use water, he has closed off that avenue of retaliation. So if we use water, God can't use water. Genius. God says, I promise never to do it again. They didn't know. However, he's not allowed to drown the entire world anymore. God promised he won't drown the whole world. Who maybe, but he's allowed to drown one nation and they were going to go down, and indeed they did drown in the in the uh, in the Yamsuf. Inami, another explanation. Who ain't a maybe? He is not allowed to bring water to people anymore. Can't bring water to nations. Can't flood Egypt. That's true. Well, but if they happen to fall into the water, that's totally okay. And they do literally run into a ocean that then closes on them. So that's that's their business. God never said that he wasn't gonna he was he wasn't gonna he was gonna stop oceans from doing what oceans do. It says in the Pasuk, the Egyptians ran to meet the water. God, God, God mixed up the Mitzrayim. Where? In the ocean. He didn't bring the ocean to them. They ran into the ocean. This is what Rebbe Lazar says. What does it mean when the Pasuk when it says? That what happened to them is what they planned to do to us. That means that in the, in the pot that they planned on cooking us, they got cooked. What that means is they planned on drowning us, and in the end, they got drowned. Who says Zadu? Zadu usually means what they intended. It's a, What's a better one for Zadu? You have a good translation besides for what they intended? There's like a word for it, but it's... Exca- uh, schemed. I like it. I love it, Mesh. I love it. Schemed. How do I know that schemed can also mean a pot? Because it says that Yaakov cooked lentils, and the word they're used for cooking lentils is Vyazid Nizid. So clearly a pot is also a word that can mean to... Uh, what was the word you liked? Scheme. Scheming and pot are the same word. Okay. Let's do, as much, let's do as much commentary as we can in the, in the limited time we have left. Um, ah, here's a great one. There's Ian Yaakov. Ian Yaakov asked the question, why wasn't Pyro afraid of retaliation for enslaving us? Like, Pyro has this whole plan to get out of being, God's not going to get us back. He's, I'm going to drown the Jews, huh? Ah, you know the Ian Yaakov's answer. Good. He's having the Ian Yaakov's answer. So the Ian Yaakov's question, just to clarify, the question is, he's so worried about drowning us, lest God drown him. Why is he not worried about enslaving us, lest God enslave him, right? You would think. And Shashil gives the Ian Yaakov's answer. The Ian Yaakov's answer is that he knew that there was a gzeda, there was a decree we had to be enslaved. So he wasn't going to get in trouble for that, because there was already a standing decree. However, there was no decree that he was supposed to be drowning us, so that he knew was already outside the pale. The Ian Yaakov gives a second answer. He says, okay, that, that, that solves the enslaving thing. What about, um, what about the uh, midwives killing the babies? Why was wasn't he afraid of that? That was another one of his plans. He tells the midwives to kill all of the Jewish boys. That wasn't part of the Gezeira. Why wasn't he afraid that if the midwives were told to kill the Jewish babies, that his babies would get killed? Why wasn't he worried about that? And the answer there that he gives is, Ein shliach Veda. Para knew the halacha, the Ein shliach Veda. Para knew that if he ordered people to kill people, he wouldn't get in trouble, they would. He was hoping that the midwives would get punished by God for killing the babies, and he'd get off scot-free. As a matter of fact, there is an Eitz Yezif that says that the whole reason why, it's a weird story. The, the, the midwives say we don't want 
want to do this, and Pilate just lets them go. Why? The Yetzirah says, because his plan hinged on somebody else doing his dirty work for them, and when the midwives said they weren't going to do it, he goes, well, then I'm certainly not going to do it. <laughs> so the Yetzirah says the whole reason why he didn't pressure the midwives afterwards was because he was concerned about retaliation. Um, on the subject of being cooked in their own pot, there's a mimus, Uyadechem Kedesh of of uh, Yud Zion. It's one of the Rebbe's Maimarim. And uh, in this Maimar, the Rebbe says that in that this Lushan here, where it says that in the pot that he wanted to, in the pot they wanted to cook us, that's where they got cooked. They wanted to drown us and they ended up getting drowned. It says here that this is what caused Para. When Para at the sea, he, say, he finally admitted that God was the one true God. And he finally admitted this at the sea because he saw that action. He saw that specifically happen. Para saw that in the pot that he tried to cook us was the one that he ended up getting cooked in. Why did that suddenly make him see God? Because that means that God is Sevel Hafchim. That means that God is able to tolerate opposites. Mm-hmm. A God able to tolerate opposites transcends anything Paro was familiar with. Give me the God of fire, give me the God of water, but give me the God of fire and water who can be both at the same time. Paro was impressed. That was the first thing to impress Paro, is the God who can handle opposites, and handling opposites, part of that is paying back somebody with the same thing they intended. Oh, you wanted to drown? Drowning is going to happen, but I'm going to hold in my mind the opposite drowning, which is a drowning that applies to you. In the Lushan of the Rebbe himself, I'll just read you a sentence here, who Hibor Beis Havchimi was able to combine two opposites. Because God is Shem Avaya, which is above opposites. God includes opposites and it transcends opposites. Just like in the base of Migdash, the Aaron didn't take up any space. It both took up space and didn't take up space. All at once. That's why Pare finally says, Now I know that God is greater than all other gods. See that Pasuk? When he said the Pasuk goes, I now know God is greater than other gods. Zadu is the same lush that we used before for scheming having to do with cooking in the pot. So the Rebbe says based on this, when he saw that in the same pot that he intended to cook the Jews, he was getting cooked. That is the connection of two opposites. That's when he finally said, and here now I recognize that God is greater than any other gods. I have a mimer from the Rebbe Rashab that I would love to share with you, but I think we're going to do it tomorrow. So that's it for tonight. Thank you all very much.